0: All right. Hi, everybody, and welcome to the podcast. Um, we are so excited to have you. This is a brand new week, brand new podcast with a brand new guest. And today's guest is someone who is exciting. Uh, she loves coffee, and she is currently studying graphic and media design in London, United Kingdom. Hello, all the London mentees out there. Uh, this one is for you. Um, but interestingly, she's actually from Austria. She grew up in New Jersey, U.S. America. Yeah, you heard that right. So she is someone who has all this multifaceted aspect to her life. And I want to jump right into it. Um, So welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for having me. Awesome. Yes. So I want to jump right into it. I want to start from you migrating to the US as a child, uh, being that you're originally from Austria. Um, How was that? How was that experience? So um, I
1: actually immigrated to the US when I was very, very young. I was about six months old. And it was because of my my dad's job. So he went um, out to do a kind of like work experience abroad for a year and we never left so um, I ended up being uh, in the US for all of my schooling up until high school Um, and yeah it was Mm -hmm. it was a very very interesting experience and my family still goes back and visits um, all of my other family in Austria as well so it's it's a really interesting experience being part of both worlds at the same time.
0: Cool. Have you Do you travel back home often? Uh, when I say back home, um, not necessarily New Jersey, but have you had um, a chance to travel back yeah, to absolutely. Offshore?
1: So I try to visit um, as much as I can. Um, I think last year or the year before um, I went for Christmas, which was a very, very, very fun experience. Um, and yeah, I just keep in regular mm-hmm. contact with my family there. So that's a lot of fun.
0: Cool. What was it like, you know, going to high school and, you know, now before I even go over to your studying in London? But what was it like living in America as an immigrant? Um, And what was just day to day life like going to college or and things like that? In the
1: US, it was very um, it was really interesting, I think, in a lot of in a lot of ways. I often had the the feeling that I didn't really quite fit in anywhere. Um, not because mm-hmm. people weren't necessarily mean to me or anything like that. It was more like I I kind of felt like because I had this connection to uh, to Europe and because I really, really loved to travel and because I did speak another language, I felt like um, I didn't fully fit into, um, fit into the societal kind of fabric of of life a lot of times. But at the same time, it was a real blessing, especially the high school that I went to was really, really welcoming, really exciting to mm-hmm. be at. Um, And I learned a lot from that experience. So overall, I think it was a, um, a really, a really good experience to, to go to the high school that I did in the U.S
0: that's awesome well because I'm speaking from being an immigrant as well um that can be it's, it's exciting so I get it when you say you know it's, it's not like you you feel like you're you can fit into a box Absolutely. Uh, it, there's always that feeling like okay I do speak another language and I can switch back you know to the American uh, English versus um, uh, my mm. native um, language as well so that's Absolutely. kind of very well said
1: that's exactly what it's like
0: <laughs> <laughs> right okay so i want to transition into your work um your focus is a multimedia interactive design and i am really interested i'm intrigued actually uh on your previous project um the robot-based game um that you created to show players what immigrants experience when they adapt to a new place yeah can absolutely. you talk about so, that uh,
1: my practice is very much based on this kind of idea of media agnostic multidisciplinary um, interactive work so what that basically means is that i'm just you know using whatever i can uh whatever i want to use basically anything from photography to robotics to get a message across and normally that's something to do or something that the audience can interact with and something that's really just to showcase either a story or um, to help people. Uh, that's that's really where my passion lies. So the project that you mentioned was actually a really, really fun project. That's, that was mm-hmm. the uh, the last project that I did um, in my last semester of university. And what that was, was a project inspired by this idea of adaptation and what does that mean? So uh, the idea was to kind of create like a gesture controlled robot, um, like. That's just like a robot that you can control with the motion of your hands. And you had to kind of complete a track while listening to a soundtrack. And that soundtrack took you through these four stages of adaptation um, with a series of sounds. You know, first you were really, really overwhelmed by the place you were at. You didn't know how to control the robot. The controls were really, really hard. And then by the end, you got to a point where you could control the robot in a really, really fluid and uh, confident way and sounds through your headphones were really calming and you had basically adapted to a place. And For me that was really important to, to talk about because a lot of times people who don't experience adaptation and immigration don't really know what that feels like and are very quick to judge uh, people who have gone through that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it was really about the, promoting the acceptance of, of immigrants and refugees and trying to communicate that experience to others.
0: Wow, that is a phenomenal walk. I am <laughs> super so
1: impressed. Um,
0: for someone who doesn't know anything about, much about coding or anything with robots and uh, adaptation, what is, can you paint a picture for for us? You know, like anybody who's listening to this podcast and is like, okay, oh my gosh, what <laughs> exactly is she talking about? Can you paint a picture for us who, or what that adaptation
1: looks so, like? So, um I guess I can talk about kind of in terms of the project, so uh, I did do a little bit of research into the theory, mm-hmm. so there are four different stages of adaptation. Uh, you kind of have your little um, your honeymoon phase where you're like, "Yeah, this is great, this is awesome, and then you kind of go into more of a um, a difficult time when things get really frustrating you can't you oftentimes can't do the things that you want to either because of language barriers or cultural barriers or um, your own personal uh, experiences that you've carried through. Uh, from your previous home, and then you slowly get to um, get to adapt to your uh, get, get to adapt to your surroundings and sometimes there definitely are uh, setbacks which I think are also really really important to um, to understand um, so for example, in terms of the uh, in terms of the robot project we um, mm-hmm. I kind of came up came up with this narrative uh, of sounds that basically Followed this soothing, um, you know, honeymoon type of uh, type of feeling, and then went straight down into just complete and total overwhelm. You don't think you can do it, and then you pick yourself back up, and you say, you know what, yeah. one step at a time. you're doing great, and then um, in the project, for example, there's another setback where you know somebody is commenting on the fact that uh, that you're an immigrant, or maybe your English isn't, um, or in this case, it was English, but um, maybe your language isn't a hundred percent. Um, what other people think it should be, and that turns into a setback that can affect mm-hmm. you, in, in a really, in a really dramatic way. And then that ends up just making you a bit stronger. It makes you, it just allows you to adapt a little bit more. And you just pick yourself up and you keep going, keep going, keep going. So th- that's roughly what the experience uh, was meant to convey, and what that kind of felt and looked like.
0: Awesome. Wow. <laughs> uh, okay, so That's now cool. I have more questions for you. What inspired you to, you know, go into this aspect of um, art, I would say, you this aspect of um, graphic design? Um, you know, what inspired it? So,
1: um, yeah, great question, honestly. Um, I was interested in <laughs> so many things from a really young age. I mean, I, I thought that at one point that I wanted to be an author, at another point that I wanted to study linguistics, at another point that I might even be an engineer. You know, there was there was a lot of stuff. But then what I really <laughs> realized was that the thing that, that was really strong within me that I felt a lot of um, passion for was this kind of uh, digital design and this interactive design, um, and especially designed for either social causes or just to make human lives better. And something that I realized throughout the entirety of, uh, of my studies is that you don't ever just have to be one thing. So my vocational education, let's just say, is in graphic and media design, but I'm kind of turning it now into uh, things that I want to work in, like experience design and bringing some linguistics in and bringing some math in and bringing some, uh, some writing in. Uh, so this specific kind of career path and this career choice was really because uh it was something that I was really passionate about and that I felt that I could combine with all these other aspects of my life um biggest lesson I've learned in that in that sense has really been you don't ever just have to be one thing you know just be you you'll be you'll do great
0: Yes. I love that you said that because uh, a lot of young people go through that season or process of, oh gosh, what am I going to be? Um, I, w- I love this. And I love that. I w- and I want to do all these different amazing things. And then, um, and sometimes they, they begin to self-doubt um, and get to that point where like, you know, they're, they begin to feel like, begin to feel very confused about their purpose or their life, which is part of what we teach our Dream Mentorship. So it's exciting for me to, actually hear you talk about your process and how you got to the point where you say, you know what, um, graphics design is what I want for myself. And I, I just want to applaud you. you for that. Um, that takes a lot of guts. Yes. So I want to talk about you, your love for Uh, at home science experiments. Uh, (laughs) um, And uh, I wanted to talk about that and the fact that you believe that every girl should have a toolbox. Uh, My daughter is three years old and I'm sure she would definitely love that. She's all things, Um, science experiments. I'm not. I'm not into that. So it's always so interesting to me to hear her um try to do stuff or try to get me into um science experiment or watch. You know, now YouTube videos. Um, she watches uh, a lot of these experiments. Um, and what? Okay, I think the question for you would be, how did you get to? having that love for two boxes and, um, at home experiments, um, you know, how, how did you get to that point? Was it something your parents did? And you just say, you know what, I, I love this, um, for, for, like, for example, for my daughter, she just loves it. Uh, none of us are, uh, are into any of that, you know, um, in that regard so it's it's interesting to see her as young as she is where she just turned three um to actually pick up that aspect of her first of all
1: that's amazing I love the fact that your daughter's into that keep it up it's amazing (laughs) um for me personally it was it was something that my dad really did quite a lot of he did a lot of um DIY he did a lot of building my parents always made sure that uh they would always do their own stuff around the house so um you know when like, for example, we actually, we dug a pond in our backyard, you know, so th- this kind of thing. Um, so I was really exposed from a really early age of, you know, what, um, like carving wood and woodworking and doing all these science experiments because my dad is an engineer. Um, but at the same time, I really kind of um, integrated this into my practice and into my life because I think there's so many different ways that you can look at all this um, all this stuff from, um, from, in a way, you know, um, Because, for example, I don't do science experiments necessarily to exactly measure out the proportions of different chemicals. I do it because of the way it looks and the way the effects that you can get. Right. (laughs) Um, So, I mean, I recently did a project as well where um, I burned paper using a magnifying glass laser and took a video of it and did some color mm. corrections on it and uploaded it as an art project. You know, so I really take a lot of inspiration from the natural world and things like that. And I think we can learn so much um, just from that. Plus it's also just so much fun to watch things bubble and burn and explode. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> but yeah. again, on, um, on the subject of kind of uh, that statement that every girl needs a toolbox, that's something that I'm really passionate about because a lot of times, you know, I I end up talking to people that don't really don't really know how to um how to use things like like drills or screwdrivers and things like that and I mean that was something that <laughs>
0: uh right. Uh, let, let's talk about it. Um, the uh, maybe the elephant in the room. Uh, a lot of people do not even know how to jumpstart a car or yep. if you have a flat tire, <laughs> what you're supposed to do about that. And that's the reality. I don't know how to. Um, I don't think I, I, I can, you know, um, you know, fix it. My, if I had a flat tire, I definitely I'll probably be freaking out calling my husband. So, yes, I'm glad yeah, that you absolutely. brought it up to so so, talk about um, it. Mean-
1: this, this might be just, I, I don't mean this in, the, in a mean way at all, but it's it's something where um, yeah. I, I'm actually really, really passionate about this for the reason that I really think that everyone needs to find their own independence in a way. And especially right now for me, um, mm. I'm living alone in um, an apartment. So it's, uh, you know, I'm on my own. I got I have I have things to do, I I um, need to like build shelves, I need to do this, I need to fix this, I need to do this. And it just gives you such a sense of independence and autonomy to be able to do it by yourself. You know, um, not saying that, of right. course, you, you can't ask for help because I mean, the amount of times that I ask my dad for help is kind of ridiculous in terms of like building and measuring things like that. <laughs> but um, the the simple fact that, you know, you have the ability to do it on your own and you have the ability to just say, you know what, I'm gonna do this now. It just gives you such. Um, it gives you right. this kind of uh, independence. I can do this, and um, that's I think really one of the main things that I learned from uh, from coming to London was that um, as soon as you, for example, go through a huge uh, change like that, that like me moving from the from the US to London, that was such a massive growth spurt for me. That was such a learning curve. Um, and in that sense, I noticed how much more independent I got, and I got so much more confident in myself. And that kind mm-hmm. of confidence translates through every single thing you do. So um, that's why I think every girl should have a toolbox. First of all, because it's a ton of fun, and secondly, because yes. it gives you that amazing ability to, you know, be yourself and be able to do uh, to do all these things uh, by yourself as well, and to gain that confidence in just you as a person.
0: Um... Right. All right. So fun story um, related to what you're just talking about. When I moved to the U.S., um, I, I was, you know, here as a student, uh, I was fresh. I, I remember, you know, I had a roommate and um, I was so excited. You know, I'm I'm here now. I have to buy bed. I have to buy furniture, desk for studying and all these different things I needed for my room. I remember going to the store with, um, with a friend and we got all these different things. And I brought them back to the apartment that we we're staying in. And I had everything in my room. And I told my roommate, oh, I do need a carpenter to come help me fix everything. And she looked Mm -hmm. at me like, what are you talking about? Because I grew up in Nigeria and um, that part of our life was something that was, you know, done easily. We had people that, you know, fix everything you wanted to get done. Um, uh, you can easily say, Oh, I need a carpenter. Or, I need someone to fix my bed. I need someone to, you know, set up my TV. I never did that, um, by myself, um, before I came to the U.S. So I'm here as a new student, uh, immigrant here. And I'm so confused. Like, how do I even, where do I start? <laughs> um, so. <laughs> So it's exciting to hear you share that because I definitely can relate to that Absolutely. story. Um, so my question to you would be like, what would be your advice to anyone who is afraid to venture out like that? Not everybody's so adventurous to say, you know what, I'm going to leave home and travel to a new country and live there as a student. Um, but just in case anyone is thinking about it, uh, what would be some you know tips uh, and advice that you would give? To uh, them?
1: Definitely, definitely one of the, best decisions of my life has been to take this leap, um, hands down, and I would really advise anyone who's thinking about it, or maybe who's even on the fence about it, or maybe even who isn't thinking about it, to just, um, if you're comfortable with saying, you know what, maybe I need to change, maybe I need to challenge myself, maybe I just need um, need a different perspective, to really go for it. I'm not going to lie to you. The first couple weeks of me being in the UK were really rough. They weren't easy. Mm -hmm. But after that, (gasps) um, I got kind of that sense of independence that I was talking about before, where it's just it's this newfound confidence where you really can um, you can really just be yourself. You know, and that's the second piece of advice. I know it sounds super, super cliche. Trust me, I thought I thought so for a really, really long time as well. but really being yourself, doing the stuff that you want to do. If you have a dream, go chase it. You know, you the, only, like the, right. the biggest regrets in your life will be the stuff you didn't do, you know. Um, and I think in, like, just overall... Kind of um, experimenting, you know, going, going and exploring things. That's another major tenant of my artistic practice, and also just of my life in general. Where if I see something that looks cool, I'm going to be like, you know what, let's go try it just for the fun of it. Um, (laughs) You know, because you never know what you're going to find, and it actually it it makes um, right. It just makes you really, really happy. You know, when you know that you're authentic to yourself, if that makes any sense. (laughs) Right. Yes.
0: Yes, yes, yes. I absolutely enjoyed chatting with you. Thank you so much, Caroline, for joining us um, on this podcast. This has been so much fun. Uh, (laughs) You have a fun life, no doubt. (laughs) No doubt. Yes. And I want to wish you all the best in your schooling. Um, do keep in touch with us. Let us know how you're going, how you're doing, any projects that you're doing. Would actually love to share some of your work at Dream Mentorship. So let us know. Um if you have any fun stuff going on,
1: uh, we'll love to Absolutely. feature your Thank story. Thank you so much okay? for having me. This conversation was so much fun. Yeah.
0: Yes. Uh, one more question. What is your? Because we every we are Dream Mentorship. We're all things dreams. And and um, you said something that um <laughs> that I was like yes 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 hundred percent um you know going for your dream and just taking that leap. Uh, behind in my office, I do have a thing that I put there. Um, that says take your dream seriously and then we do have a t-shirt that says my dream is valid so we're all things dream 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 um so if I were to ask you
1: what is your one dream what would oh that be? wow oh wow um, <laughs> well, I do want to say that yes you absolutely should take your dream seriously I love that um I love that saying so much um personally for me I think um mm. I think my my dream isn't fully defined as as one thing. And that's something that I also want to kind of tell tell the listeners out there that it's okay if your dream isn't 100% defined. You know, you don't have to know where you're going. Um, for me, mm-hmm. I just have a couple of different things that I want in my dream, which is just basically I want to be happy. I want to be helping people. I want to be doing what I love. And I really just uh, want to be in a position where, you know, uh, I wake up smiling every morning and go to sleep smiling every night. You know, um, mm-hmm. I I just like I think there's a lot of um, there's a lot of change that can be made um, in this world. I mean, as we can see with everything going on right now, there's a lot of stuff that needs fixing, and right. um, I definitely wanna wanna help with that. To be a little bit more specific, I do wanna really help with things like education reform and healthcare, and uh, like with the stuff mm-hmm. that. Um, that i can do and um yeah honestly that i think i think the biggest dream is just to help the world in the ways that i can um that's that's pretty much that's pretty much that
0: <laughs> that's a huge dream so yes go for it um <laughs> we'll be rooting and cheering for Thank you, you so on, much. okay <sighs> Yeah, well, thank you so much, Caroline, for joining us. This has been fun. Um, Thank you, everyone, for listening to our podcast. Don't forget to check us back again next week with our, as we have a new podcast with a new guest for you you will absolutely absolutely enjoy it and also don't forget to check out our website we do have a lot of fun stuff going on uh, we do have an event coming up um, so we want you to check and see how you want to get plugged in uh, most of our events are free and of course if you want to become a member of dream mentorship you definitely can get plugged in we want to want to get to know you we want to see your face in our zoom meeting as well. Um, if you have questions, you can always reach us. Uh, you can send us an email at info at dreammentorship.org. And if you have anything that you want us to talk about, let us know. We'd love to hear from everybody. Okay? Well, until next time, bye. Thank you, Jenna, for putting this together. Jenna is a fantastic um, video editor. Um, she's, um, help- she's our intern at Dream Mentorship, and she does a great job with um, editing our podcast. So, so kudos, Jen- Jenner. All right, people. We'll see you all next week. Bye, bye.
2: Hi, everyone. Welcome to Dream Mentorship Podcast. Here at Dream Mentorship, our goal is to inspire women with big dreams who want to learn about and utilize ways in which to be successful boss women in their chosen fields. Tune in each week as we discuss different versions of success with various industry bosses, moms, students, and women in general who are able to take their lives and businesses to the next level. We are here to provide everyone with information on how to live your own dreams, because those dreams are valid. Without further ado, welcome your incredible host for this podcast, Mac Jane Creighton. Thank you for listening to Dream Mentorship Podcast with your host, the amazing boss lady herself, Mac Jane Creighton. If you liked what you just heard, you can head on over to dreammentorship.org to learn more about Dream Mentorship and what we do as a nonprofit organization. Remember to tune in again next week for more Boss Lady Realness. This podcast has been recorded and edited by Jenna Cohen.
1: I realized throughout the entirety of uh, of my studies is that you don't ever just have to be one thing. So my vocational education, let's just say, is in graphic and media design, but I'm kind of turning it now into uh, things that I want to work in, like experience design, and bringing some linguistics in, and bringing some math in, and bringing some uh, some writing in. Uh, So this specific kind of career path and this career choice was really because uh, it was something that I was really passionate about, and that I felt that I could combine with all these other aspects of my life. Um, biggest lesson I've learned in that in that sense has really been: you don't ever just have to be one thing. You know, just be you. You'll be. You'll do great. <laughs>